Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Double Agents, episode 10. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm here alongside my co-host, the lovely Canadian, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello. And the Southern gentleman himself, Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? So what did you guys think of the episode? Eh, give or take. Yeah, I was very just meh. I'm usually really optimistic and, you know, want to sing their praises the episodes, but not really this one. I was a little bit underwhelmed. It wasn't awful. I just... I gotta say that this episode was the opposite of the Nelson and Fessy one, where that episode was kind of boring the first 60 minutes, and then that awesome elimination, like, got my energy flowing. I was like, damn, this is a really good episode. Whereas this week, I really enjoyed the first 60 minutes, and it was, like, really, like, emotionally, and, like, my brain was invested by, like, the politics of it. And then the elimination happened, and I was like, oh, this episode sucked. Yeah, I felt very similarly. I enjoyed seeing how strong the, the elimination was so anticlimactic. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care for it that much. I don't think we're going to be getting a high score from me on that elimination. <laughs> so for starters, we're going to talk about the daily challenge today because I think that really was like what set the tone for the rest of the episode. Uh, in this daily challenge, uh, the nine pairs had to dig up different parts of a graveyard, uh, not graveyard, just like an area with dirt, and inside it there were pieces to a puzzle. Once you get all ten pieces of your puzzle, you may start solving the puzzle. The problem is you don't know where your pieces are, which means you could, you know, if you find someone else's puzzle piece, you can either give it to them or bury it further. Uh, I don't like challenges like this because it's very luck-based. Someone could get all ten pieces in the first ten digs, or you could dig almost every piece up and not get yours. Yeah, when they were announcing the the rules for the challenge, I was like, this could honestly take forever. Like a hundred different attempts. I mean, they also said you can sabotage people, which I do like the sabotage. I said that last week as well. They said you could sabotage, but imagine if no one sabotaged, people would have to dig forever. On yeah, top I, of that, oh my bad, go for it. Well, I was just going to say, I didn't like how people were just helping each other. They were like, oh, I've got yours. Oh, I've got yours. This is a, you're playing for a million dollars. I'm so, I would not be, I wouldn't be handing off like here's your puzzle piece. No, give me the million. I think the game for the people who are already on the bottom, it just kind of gives them an even harder chance of winning. And we saw that with like Wes and Natalie in the second challenge this season, where they were already had the biggest target on them, and then everyone just teamed up against them, so they couldn't win at all. And I hate challenges like that because. If everyone hates you, it's fun to see that team win. And when the other teams can just socially make sure that isn't going to happen when they already have the household themselves, it, it's a buzzkill. Yeah, yeah I, I felt like the teams that were helping each other, like the Big Brother Alliance, they don't really need the power. So I, I didn't know why they were like all fighting for each other so hard. I thought the exact same thing. And Fessy even made a comment where he said, us Big Brother players, we're two to three steps ahead. And it's like, no, you're not. You just have two or three more people in your alliance to help you be two or three steps ahead. The moment Fessy said that, I just remember Big Brother, where he nominated his own alliance partner while they were in the minority. (laughs) And what is like, so Josh and Nani had a massive lead on everyone in this because they had the most pieces handed to them. Uh, Meanwhile, Devin and Gabby had 
the odds stacked against them because people kept finding their pieces and were like, yeah, I'm not telling them I found their piece. I'm, I'm only laughing because Josh and Nani had such a huge lead and then they were the first team to get all the puzzle pieces and they were like, you know, we have such an advantage being first and I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, but you're both terrible at puzzles. That's the thing, though. This wasn't a puzzle because a puzzle implies that you have to solve it. They weren't solving anything. The puzzle, the, the actual puzzle itself was 20 feet away. They could go run up next to it and just copy it. That's all you had to do. You just had to memorize and copy. You didn't have to solve anything, and they couldn't get that done. I there found a it, lot of puzzles like that. Yeah, and I found it so funny that Josh and Nani stood there and did not run up to, I guess, the totem puzzle that it kind of looked like. But Nani's like, I can see it, I can see it. And Josh is like, I can't see it. And I was like, well, no crap. Josh is always squinting, even when something's five feet away from him. But yeah, like same though. The the puzzle, the totem, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they just had to copy it, and it was a very simple structure. So I found it so bizarre that they could not figure that out. Why didn't Josh run up to the the puzzle? He was like, "Well, Nani says she can see it. I can't see it. I guess I'll just stand here." It, it's just so funny because Corey and Amber M also had a decent lead, and if they win that, the whole game goes differently. Uh, in the end, you know, Big T and Devin and Gabby were the two closest teams to winning. Uh, CT and Big T actually get a check, but because they have one of their pieces in the middle of the totem flipped upside down, they're incorrect. They have to rebuild the whole totem. In that time, Devin and Gabby get theirs down, and huge ups to Devin. I mean, everyone didn't want him to win. Like, they were actively working against him, and they still win this challenge. I don't care how you feel about Devin. That's impressive as hell. Yeah, I don't like Devin, but I was very impressed. They came from behind with no help at all, and they got it done. It was very close, too, because I'm, like, cheering. I'm like, yes, Big T, CT, get it, get it. Big T's going to get Oh, oh okay. <laughs> all right. Never what's, mind. What's super interesting to me is that if CT and Big T win that, uh, Devin and Gabby are likely the house vote. And I, I know Devin and CT are kind of number one allies this season, as funny as that sounds. But I, I think CT would still throw himself down there for the 50-50 shot at Devin. Yeah, I agree. Again, I'll comment on what you said. It's so bizarre to see them working together, I guess, desperate times, desperate measures. Uh, but, yeah, that totally changes the trajectory of this episode and potentially even whatever happens this season if CT and Big T win. Because I really feel like, you know, they go in. Even if Big T doesn't want to, CT's like, oh, we have to anyways, and she'll listen. And I just can't think of who she could even compete against, except, I don't know, like Amber M, in terms of, like, size. I see this as someone who's the same size. All three of those girls are relatively the same size. Obviously, Gabby has a little bit more muscle, but even Gabby doesn't have, like, the killer instinct, obviously. Oh, not after seeing her, like, wrestle with Cam, where she was like, it's okay. Have it. As a whole, though, I think with this challenge, I'm just, like, super disappointed in Josh and Nani. Like, they should have won this. They had such a big lead, and they fumbled the bag real big. Uh, so if they can complain about not going into elimination later on, but they should have won. That, that That's it. Uh, for a grade, I'm going to give this daily challenge a 9 out of 10, actually, because even though I hate many of the flaws with this challenge, it not being a puzzle, it being teams being able to, like, you know, cheat and have luck it was still fun to watch it was still a great challenge to watch 
I will give it an eight. I'm I'm pretty up there too with the daily challenge as well. I like that there were some teams that were way out that had no chance of winning. But when it came down to it, it was Devin, Gabby, potentially CT and Big T, even potentially Corey and Amber M. And throw in Nani and Josh too. So I was watching it like, wait a second, who does win this? So I really, I did enjoy it. And I like Sabotage. So there's that probably gave me an extra point as well. I'm going to give it an eight as well. Um, I'm basing this on, again, all the people, like Luke was saying, that sort of got their puzzle pieces first because it really gave them an advantage. And it was all people that I don't think are super strong at puzzles. Corey, <laughs> hello, <laughs> you know, Nani and Josh. And it it was good TV to watch. Like, I, I feel like I was rooting for people I'm not normally rooting for. I was only rooting for Nani and Josh because, well, one, they should have taken that. And two, Nani. Right. It was, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, I complain about it a lot as just a person who complains and analyzes stuff, but I enjoyed watching it, so good on them. And we will move on to the drama section coming up. Moving on to drama, and we have a big brother scuffle between, I mean, not scuffle, but, like, just a general divide between Fessy, Josh, and Casey, but Casey really just doesn't even care about any of that stuff. She just lives in her own Casey world, and then Kyle and Devin, who just hate Big Brother with all their heart. Yeah, and I found it interesting that Devin hates, well, I understand why he hates Big Brother so much. They've likely taken his spot on previous seasons, but what I think he fails to realize, and his partner may be keeping us under wraps, is that Gabby was on Big Brother UK. (laughs) You know, they advertised her as Love Island, but she was on Big Brother UK. Yeah, yeah. Why are they doing that? It's like Asaf went on, on Total Madness. They were like, yeah, he's from uh, that. So you think he could dance? I'm like, he was he was on. Are you the one with Tori? Yes. And they made out. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> forget. Luke, I, I wrote the whole detailed preview on Gabby on Big Brother and stuff like that. And I completely forgot about that. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I don't blame her for not being like, well, wait a second, I'm Big Brother, because he'd be like, okay, we're getting you in and we're getting you out. But, you know, it's very intriguing to me. I also think it's so funny that Alan just did this, and I do it when I personally think about the Big Brother Alliance. Amber Borzotra's in that, but she's not in that, but she is in that. I don't know. She's getting, She's not, like, getting a lot of the flack that they get or the target that they're getting at this point. Yeah, and how come Lolo's not in that alliance? Didn't she do Celebrity Big Brother? Yeah. I think Lolo thinks she's in the alliance, and they tell Lolo she's in the alliance. But I remember uh, after the episode, like when the episode first started, uh, Casey's like, "Yeah, Amber B, we got to get you your school next." And Lolo's like, "Yeah, me too." And Casey's like, "Like, she like talking to friend, like, no, we don't want you to have your school. You could pretend to sit with us, but you're not actually invited to the cookout." Lolo yeah. thinks that she's on Are You the One with Nam. Like, I feel like every week she's like, let me sit next to him. This is my perfect match. And they're like, no. Oh, I'm show. I've been calling it 90 Day Fiance because that's how it feels. We're like. <laughs> I mean, Lolo did reveal that she lived in Germany for a year. Is that why she was there? That was so weird. Okay, so yeah, moving on to Lolo and Nam's drama because. Lolo and Nam have the most awkward breakup in the world in the in the house's gym area and Cam is standing right there and it was or is it Cam or Casey? Casey. 
Casey, my bad. Uh, and it was so awkward. Like, Lolo's telling her, like, I want a man who's there for me. I want a man who loves me. And I was like, dude, I came here to do Ninja Warrior stuff. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, I jotted this down, too, because it was the, the whole Germany comment where she's like, I live in Germany. So she was saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm here making deep connections, and you're not doing that. You just want to win. And he's like, because this is an American show. If this were a German show, I'd be making the connections, and you would have to be on the sidelines just playing the game because there's a barrier there. And then she threw in she lived in Germany for a year, which makes no sense in that conversation. But I agree. Nothing to do with anything. Exactly. What does her make? What is her making connections with people at like friendships? Why does that? Why does that matter? Like what? Like she's been telling us this whole time that she's an athlete. That's every confessional every week. But now at this point, it's like you're fucking. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she and I know a lot of stuff gets edited out. We know that. But I've not seen Lolo make the first friend. I've not seen any girl in confessional be like. I, Lolo is now a lifelong friend. She is so genuine and kind and sweet and caring. No, no. that's not happening. I've only seen her and Nicole Z spend Christmas together. They had these, like, on Twitter, there was these, like, awkward family photo type things. It was the two of them in front of a tree with, like, a dog or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I was sick to my stomach, yes. <laughs> The two kids that nobody wants to have lunch with have to sit together at some point. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. it's, you make a very valid point there. <laughs> Man, it's just one of those things where, like, they break up and then, like, yeah, let's go into elimination so we can split up. It was like when uh, two, pe- two married people want to get a divorce, but you, you financially can't pay for what it costs. To get a divorce, because, like, actually divorcing costs, like, a $1,000, something like that. And so they're like, well, I guess we have to stay together. <laughs> because no I one's going to vote for <laughs> And it was, it was such an awkward plea later on. Like, there were, I, Lolo's just tears in general. I, I can't help but laugh. And I know I'm saying this, and she, she could totally kick my ass, but, like, would she just cry about it first? Because she's yeah. like, ma'am, you never listened to me, like, you don't want to be a partner with me. Like, I want a man that loves me for me. And he's like, okay. And then at one point he's like, oh, this is so stupid. And she's like, I'm not so stupid. Nobody said you were stupid. Yeah. I mean, I did from behind my screen, but <laughs> I'm not on the show. I'm going to try to psychoanalyze Lolo for a moment. And this has nothing to do with age, just how long she's been a professional athlete. I genuinely think that for a large portion of her life, she was revered and she was intimidating and then to come in a realm like this where people, you know, want to be revered and intimidating as well. And she is though she is those things, but there's so many different layers she can't handle when she has a bad day or when someone doesn't do things exactly as she would do it. And she's melting down over it. I'm like, why why do her and Nam have to like get along or even like communicate in the house? Just do well in the challenges. Yo, Nam is saying the same things right now. He's like, why? (laughs) Yeah, like, she's like, we're not communicating. I I feel like he communicates really well during the challenges. He's like, I think that we should just do this. This is what I'm doing. I'd love to rent an apartment with Nam. He just seems like the easiest person to live with ever. I would... I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna sexualize him right now. I would love that he's walking by after a shower while we're filming this. (laughs) Hey, Nam. So you guys are dummy roommates for different reasons. 
Got it. But yeah, Nam <laughs> seems like, yeah, Nam seems like a real, I think Nikki just said, so sorry if I'm literally repeating you. He is a good communicator and there is that language barrier. English is clearly not his first language, but he communicates really well with Lolo and hears her out, gives her time to speak. And Lolo, whose first language is English, cannot do that. And it's ridiculous. It's very similar to Turbo in the sense that like he understands the words, but like the tone is different and the, the social aspects of things are different. Yeah, and I respect it. Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, and I'd even almost venture to say that Nam has a better understanding than Turbo does and has more level-headedness, if that's the correct word. I am an English teacher, oops. But, uh, you know, Writer. he's calm with her. He listens to her. He doesn't get worked up, and he knows when to walk away. I agree. I think he has a better grasp on the language. I think he is also not a pushover. That's a huge thing. Uh, but however, we got to move on. Okay. Because there is one other hookup that happened this episode, and it was Fessy and Gabby making out over their bed, where Fessy, he keeps talking about, like, oh, I'm an introvert, I got such a big guard up, but I'm a competitor, and I'm a peacock in front of you at the same time. I have so many layers to me. And by the time they actually kiss, all I feel as though Gabby just, like, I want to kiss you so you stop talking. So yeah. cringy. And, like, Luke and I were discussing this uh, before, so I think maybe people should vote in the comments. Is it is it Gessy? Is it is it Fabby? What's, like, what's going to be, like, their ship name? Right. I, we, we were just saying, like, as we watched it, we were like, what? Like, oh, not a great ship name, but... Not a great ship. <laughs> not a great ship. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. And I agree with Alan. It's like, she's like, how can I get this really tall man who's lying to my face out of my room, but maybe get some leverage with the big brother people who my partner hates. Uh, I guess I'll kiss him. It was so uncomfortable. It was cringy as hell. I did not like it. And also, Gabby talks a big game where she's like, yeah, Amber's like siding with the big brother people. Like, how could she do that to our alliance? You you got your tongue inside of one of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Gabby is attracted to him. That That's it. She's just attracted to him. She, does, she hates every conversation with him. You can just see it in her face that every conversation makes her like him less. But that pure, raw, physical Same. stuff is just, it's kismic. Yeah, and even before, well, let me backtrack a second. In past episodes, you're exactly right. She's like, you're cocky, you're arrogant, you need to be put on your own level, whatever. But even right before they kiss, she's like, I'm not going to kiss you first. And she's genuinely very irritated and not just like a cute, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to kiss you first. Kiss me. She's irritated. She thinks the man's hot. She wants to make out with him. She wants it to be done. You're exactly right, Alan. So what would you guys grade the drama portion for this week's episode? I'll start and I will give it, I'll give it a six. I, you know, I said last week we're getting new stuff here and there, but is the new stuff super riveting? Well, actually, I'll give it a seven. I just remember we literally just talked about Nam and Lo. I'll give it a seven. That was kind of interesting for me to watch. And yes, I cringed, but it was not at my own expense. So a seven. I'm going to give it a nine. I, I really liked it this week. We got a hookup. The wait for those to happen. Those are really what, what I feel like drives the challenge is hookups like that. Um, and just to see Nam like stand up for himself with Lola, who I think just sometimes like emotionally bullies him. She'd be like, this is how I feel. Like it's a lot of I feel statements 
when it, it should be a different form of communication, in my opinion. Give it a nine. I was originally going to give it a five until like Luke went as hard on the Lolo Nam thing. And I do think that's going to be memorable over time, like very memorable. So I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I think it was a more gameplay heavy episode versus a drama episode, but that Lolo Nam stuff just shines on its own. Well, and before we move on to the gameplay, I wanted to talk about one other thing. It wasn't drama. It just made my heart smile. We did have this moment in the episode where we had Leroy and Nani. Real World, Las Vegas, the second one. And my heart just was like, oh, my gosh. They were talking about how much they loved each other and wanted each other to win. There was nothing dramatic about it. It just made my body well up with happiness. Absolutely agree. But it, it was such a nice moment because I feel like we not that we've like grown up with them, but like we have. It's been like 10 years since that season aired. That's a, that's that's quite some time to be like seeing two people on TV. I'll drop a stat right now. In three weeks, it'll be the 10 year anniversary of the real world Las Vegas, too. So, yeah, we've gotten 10 years of Leroy and Nani and. They're two people who, like, in my brain, when I think of a challenge house, they're there. It's like, like, they're always there. Like, they may not be the two greatest players ever, but if we're talking about, like, if I can imagine 20 people in a the house, they're two of them for sure. Absolutely. And it was kind of nice given, like, Leroy announced he was retiring, and there's rumors that Nani's retiring as she's, like, unfollowed a bunch of people on Instagram from the show and sort of, like, deleted her captions about challenge-related stuff. So I think that was, like, a really nice uh unplanned bookend to it all. We love Nani. We love Leroy. And we'll be moving on to the gameplay portion. Switching over to gameplay, and we saw a lot of strategy this episode. Again, the Big Brother players are going to be targeting the other side of the house. And then Devin and Kyle and stuff like that want the Big Brother alliance. When Devin actually wins the daily challenge and her and Gabby are the double agents, Devin just announces to the world, well, Josh and Nani, you guys are going to be the house vote because I say so. And the rest of the house were kind of like, we like Nani. And Josh thinks we like him a lot. Josh kept saying, like, my friends aren't going to vote me in. But in my head, I was like, I think your friends would vote you in. But Nani really is cementing the fact you're not going to get voted in. I'm so glad you said that because I thought the exact same thing. Josh kept being like, my friends are putting my friends against me. My friends would never. Josh, a lot of your friends are from Big Brother. They'd screw anybody over. But Nani's just a genuinely good person who makes real connections with people. That's why you're safe. It didn't really make any sense to me, though, that Nani didn't want to be the house vote. Well, she, wa- she wanted to go in so bad, and she wanted to get her gold skull. So why wouldn't you? Because Devin could put in Cam or Casey against her, and that's why, you know, you don't want to be the house vote, because that could happen, because Devin is not someone you can predict. And what really hurt Devin and Gabby most of all is the fact that Corey spoon-fed Amber M this idea. It's like, yeah, you're going to get your gold skull. You're going to show them you're fearless. People will respect you. Like, go and do it. And Amber M, like, oh, my God, dude. You're, like, oh, my. You, she volunteered to the house to put her in. And everyone is like, well, we've already voted you in, so like that's the easiest thing I can do. I will make no enemies. We'll do it for you. Everyone thinks they can beat you. Oh, my God. It was one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen. And I Amber- thought it- <laughs> Canadian versus Southern Gentleman. <laughs> you go ahead. 
I thought it was like kind of ridiculous and funny when uh, Amber M and Corey were like, oh, yeah, like put us in. Like a lot of people are saying they don't want to go in. Like we want to go in. We're the only ones that want to go in. And everybody else is like, well, I want to go in. Yeah. Like I want to get my skull. Yeah. I want to win a million dollars. Yeah. And obviously she was coerced by Corey, but Amber M's like, I've been the target for the past several weeks. I might as well go in this week. I'm like, girl, this is the first week you've not been the target. I hate to judge you based on your side, but your role on this TV show is probably just to make it as long as you can and provide drama, not to be this physical powerhouse, this mental strategist. Maybe just lay low. It was such a clear to us as viewers and probably everyone in the house way for Corey to possibly get in. She did not see it, however. I was so mad because her one of her best friends in this house, Gabby, is the double agent. You are small girls. You guys have to unite because you got to put the strong players in against elimination against each other, and then at the end, you guys can duke it out for those last goals. It was just, it's idiotic because why do you want to face the people in elimination who can definitely, like, just wreck you in something physical rather than just, like, have them battle against each other? Ah, it was it was just counting the votes. If you have Amber, Corey, CT, Kyle, Big T, Nam, Lolo, that's seven votes. If you want Josh and Nani as the house vote, tell Darrell that you're going to throw in Darrell versus Josh. And maybe you get his and Amber's vote. Or you flip the votes onto Darrell and Amber as the house vote, and you flip Cam's vote onto Darrell and Amber and Leroy's because Cam doesn't 100% trust Amber B., and she'll see Darrell as a threat in the final. It None of it made any sense to me. What would have made the most sense to me is like, you know, if you're going to put in Amber and Amber M and Corey, I don't know, throw in like promise to throw in Amber B and Darrell because Darrell just or sorry, Josh and Nani. So like throw in Josh and Nani versus Darrell and Amber B. I think that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I think Amber B versus Nani should have been the elimination. That's what they should have tried to do, especially because you already don't trust Amber B and you don't like Big Brother, you don't like Josh, and they just they messed it up so badly. Yeah, and I think it's so funny that we're sitting here analyzing what should have happened, and the house probably was too. And then we get the weird plea from Lolo. Hey guys, put me in. I know I could probably beat everybody in elimination if it's physical, but I think that I should go in because I hate my partner. I like that Kyle sort of like introduced it. Like it felt like I think it was Kyle, but I, it felt like Lolo was like hitting him in the in like in the leg and was like say say something. He's like I I think Lolo also maybe wanted to go in. Do you have anything to say about that, Lolo? She was right. like hoo hoo. <laughs> Now that I don't get along, Darrell's like, we don't, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Yeah, that's even better for us. That's, I was just about to say that. It's like, why would anybody ever see a team that has, like, bad tension and be like, oh, let's separate them so they have a better chance of winning? No. And Lolo is literally going to take out anybody. And, yeah, the guys might be like, oh, I, I could get a better partner. She takes out my partner. But that's not a for sure. She might go back. Well, she wouldn't go back to Nam. Let me not kid myself. But she could choose anyone. It's not smart for the girls to vote her in. It's not even that smart for the guys to go in because they see how much of a liability she is in the challenges and just in the house even. They're never going into elimination unless they win a daily challenge. Like, people see this and they're like, 
Oh yeah, like I don't want to see Nam in elimination. I don't want to see him in a final, and nobody likes Lolo in the first place. They're and they're never going to win a daily because you could give them a three piece puzzle and they'd stand there arguing for the first fifteen minutes of it. And they'd be like, "It's three orange pieces. Just stack the three orange pieces." And she's like, "Nam never listens to me. I told him where to put the first block." Hey, don't sleep on Nam. He could he could definitely solo win them a daily challenge. I I believe in Nam's ability to do that, but. but- no, Lolo drags him down, though. He almost won them that daily challenge last week by himself. Lolo still didn't care. Yeah, and their options are running out, quite frankly. Uh, it's not looking great for them. Yeah, and then when Devin and Gabby found out the votes, which were 12 votes out of 16 to Corey and Gabby, two votes to uh, Josh and Nani, which were from Kyle and CT, and a little tidbit, I love how much CT hates Josh. He hates Josh, like, between a, a week or two ago saying that, like, everyone wants to beat up Josh to this week saying, uh, like, F you <laughs> when, he, when he put in his vote. It was so, I, I love it. Because he's like, I, he's a man child. Yes, he is. And I think it's hilarious because they had their – their little tiff on World of Worlds too, but then after one season, I can't remember. They were down at some some thing together, in Miami, and Josh is posting pictures like me and my my bit my friend, my bestie, like all this great. Not bestie, that's a new word, but yeah. you, you know the same type of vibes. And I'm like, CT doesn't like you, Josh. He does not he's, like you. He's like, please, please don't post this. He CT's got to be careful. He's he's gonna get put on a rival season with Josh and. You're just asking for a $0 check. And maybe Josh knows this. No, that's why he creates all these, like, rivalries with people. He's like, Wes. Wes is always after me. Wes is like, who is that? Right. <laughs> who? It's just, it's so funny because, like, Wes, like, plays it off. And CT, like, quietly, quietly just hates the hell out of Josh. It's, it's, I haven't seen CT hate a person this much since Adam King. And, like, it's. Bizarre. Uh, not bizarre, because I get why he hates them, but man, it's, it's wild. Uh, then we have two votes on Nam and Lolo from Nam and Lolo. Shocker. <laughs> so sad. When Devin sees that it's Corey and Amber, he tells uh, Gabby, it's like, all right, we're throwing in Cam. And then he's like, we're throwing in Casey, which I'm going to defend Devin because he himself, an admitted layup, has eliminated Wes, Bananas, and Zach. So in his mind, he's like, yeah, Amber M could beat Cam if it's like turn the lights on type thing, which could happen in theory, I guess. That is true. Gabby did bring up an excellent point saying, nine times out of ten, those girls are going to come back and they're going to target us. This is not a good idea. But to your point, Alan, you're right. He has taken out three pretty dominant champs. But they're already targeted by all these people. So, like, what what would it really matter? That's also true. I think when you're a player like Gabby, you have to have that Devin mindset of, like, let's just take big swings because if not, you're going to lose the game, like, anyways, and you're going to be looked at as a scared player, which everyone is looking at her like a scared player right now. So, obviously, on social media, people are going to be like, oh, Devin wanted to go after Cam, he wanted to go after Casey's. Like, no, he's playing the game for Gabby to win. Gabby's playing to stay in an extra week, and that's not a good gameplay, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. 
from there, uh, they sometimes they mull over some names. Uh, I love that Devin throws out Anissa's name, and Gabby has like this moment where she's like, maybe that'll work. And it's like, <laughs> uh, they throw out Amber B's name, and she's like, well, she didn't blindside me last week, and so on and so on. You also have to add in that Devin has a gold skull, and Gabby does not. And we haven't really seen this situation a lot this season especially on the weeks where we don't know if it's a male or a female elimination because there are no rogue agents. Yeah, which confuses me every time that happens because I'm like, it does it not follow a pattern. And I kind of like that it doesn't, but then I'm also like, that takes away a level of strategy that they could create. It almost punishes the double agents, which I think you shouldn't be punishing people for winning. Right. Yeah, and I totally even- agree. And even if they were the only ones to know if it's guys or girls, that would up their, like, that would be a great reward for winning the Daily Challenge. They should be told that. I think I said that in a previous previous episode. I, I was like, this this should be part of their, their reward. Even if they didn't get to know, like, who voted for who, but they got to know uh, who was voted in and then whether it was a guy's or girl's day, like, they could really mess with people. They could be like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a guy's day. I'll, I'll put you in. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, a small thing I enjoyed was uh, Devin throwing out Nam and Lolo's name, and Gabby was like, why? He's like, well, Nam's the man. <laughs> uh, One of the only times he agree with Devin. <laughs> People keep saying he's like a boring player. Devin? No, 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 Nam. Oh, no. Devin's not a boring player. I don't like Devin. But he's definitely, he, he's he's bringing the heat in terms of entertainment this season, which I didn't think those words would ever leave my mouth or even enter my head. <laughs> We're at episode 10 and Devin is still here. He's already exceeded my expectations by like seven episodes. So good on him. Uh, eventually when they get to the elimination itself, they pick Darrell and Amber B to face Amber M only because, I mean, it is fair that Amber B went against their alliance already. Yeah. Amber B didn't throw them in elimination the previous week, but Things aren't good between them anyway, so I didn't really care. Yeah, he got his big brother dig in there. It makes sense. <laughs> and he goes, epic. Right. And I'm like, it's not exactly epic. But, um, what did annoy me, though, was that Josh had all this aggression, and he called Devin a pussy, and he's just, like, cursing things out. And at this point, with Josh's aggression towards Devin, I feel as though he either needs to, like, just never say anything again or I'll, because he's showing that Devin is just kind of crushing him mentally every week or he has to punch him in the face. Cause if you're this mad at someone, you got to punch them in the face. And let's keep in mind that currently they were like last week vacationing together. <laughs> just want to throw that tidbit out there, but trail ending what you said about him being mad. I will say, I love Nani. I was shocked to see Nani being like, dang, I would have loved to have gone into Hall Brawl. Like, this is something I've always wanted to do. And even after they said that Amber B and Darrell were going down, Nani was like, dang, I really wanted that one. And I'm like, seriously? Hall well, Brawl? She, she was going to face Amber M, so that's like that's the defense. True. That's yeah, true. I would have taken that. I also feel like like the whole drama between like Amber M, Gabby, and Amber B, I, there's so much like bark and not enough bite for my liking. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, like, like Amber B's a backstabber, and like I just I couldn't play a game like that. Backstabs her, but like you're well, claiming that you're not friends and that she's not working with you. So why do you care if you throw her down? Yeah, it was 
a wild scene. I'm also kind of mad at Nani a little bit because I feel like her and Josh, like, dude, you guys haven't won a daily challenge. Devin's won two. You guys are making fun of him, but he's won two of them this season. Like, you got to win one if you want to go down there that bad. With two different partners, I'd like to add. Yeah, Tori and smaller Tori. <laughs> that's how that's how Fessy definitely sees them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He just sees blonde hair and like lip injections, and he's like, okay. Here I'd like go. to know Tori. Tori did get lip injections. I'm not just making that up. Yes, she did. Put I it know. on her Instagram. And that was the gameplay section. We're going to move on to the elimination soon. But before that, what do you grade it, Luke? Uh, I will say I'll say six because. I just not like it just wasn't great. That's all I have to say about it. It just wasn't great. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six too. Wasn't really wasn't really my cup of my drama, my cup of game strategy. It just it felt like all really clumsy to me. I'm gonna give it a nine and I can't believe I'm saying that, but I really there was a lot of moving pieces to this game and there were a lot of people who were actually playing game for the first time and Amber M came and muddled it all up by volunteering, but it was still a good gameplay episode, in my opinion. Uh, the elimination, though, is where it falls off hard, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. Moving on to the elimination, and we had Hall Brawl, except it was a variance in that the players would have to grab a ball from one side and then take it to another, and essentially would have to make three round trips back and forth. It was like the elimination that CT and Adam played against Johnny and Tyler on Rivals 1, except it was a straight hallway instead of a dug-in trench. Uh, this would be a great elimination if it was not for the two competitors we saw play it. It was Amber B, Amber Backstabber, against Amber M. And you could have called this small brawl because there was not a lot of brawling going on. Uh, <laughs> Amber B wins quite decisively. But not in a dominant way either. It was not great. I thought she did. She's a rugby player. Like I felt like she like was like a like a mini choo choo train. Like CT was the choo choo. Remember when he did that? She yeah. like Amber B definitely like just like schoolyard pushed Amber M down. She was like, nope. I thought she did really well. I thought it should have been, like, she said she was a rugby player, and then the tackle itself was just weak on both ends. Like, they both just came in, like, like she should have dominated her more so, because Amber has nine inches on her, Amber B has nine inches on her, and about 20, 30 pounds, and she says she plays rugby. I didn't see Amber M get, like, thoroughly, like, demolished, like Jenny did to D or the other people have done in the past. It was really... I don't know. They played both with kid gloves because they kind of were kids in this elimination. Yeah. I, what stood out most to me before they even started was them standing next to one another. I was like, oh, wait, Amber Amber B really is that tall and Amber M really is that short. But this might be kind of a – people might disagree with me, but I really feel like if it wasn't this, like, twist on Hall Brawl, if it was just a straight-up Hall Brawl, like, who makes it through first – I think that Amber M could have held her own with some of the dirty tactics she was playing and getting Amber B at the right spot. But with that whole three-round trips, Amber M just dropped the ball quite literally. <laughs> but that's why... Go for it. Well, I was going to say, but that's why I think that Nani might not have done that well. Like, she definitely 
Nani definitely would have like just smoked Amber M out. But I think that because we've seen Nani struggle in eliminations before where it's a back and forth thing. If you remember, I, I think it was Bloodlines uh, for the, the mattress one versus Kellyanne or whatever that was supposed to be. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the back and forth she struggles with. And the same thing happened with her versus uh, her cousin, Nicole, where they had to like crawl uh, through that thing. Well, Kellyanne has great cardio and Nani could have won that elimination with Nicole really easily. She just chose not to bully her cousin because that's not the type of person Nani is to like, you know, bully her little cousin. That's just not who she is. Like she doesn't have that type of like mindset. Uh, Wes probably wishes that she did because they would have won. Um, but Nani isn't that person. I mean, Wes got his ass beat by Dario, but they could have won if Nani just bullied her cousin. Uh, I think Nani would have just demolished Amber B because she has good cardio. It's not the best. I think like Kellyanne has elite cardio. She knows how to get physical. She has the shoulders that are built for it. And I think she would have just destroyed any girl in this that would that like between the Ambers. And I think that Nani's been doing the challenge for so long. We saw this when she went up against Natalie Anderson in one of the dailies. You know, on paper, Natalie Anderson demolishes Nani, but Nani held her own. Because I think doing this show for so long has taught her how to be agile, where to grab, where to push. So I think I totally get what Nikki's saying. Like, Nani's cardio is not that great at times. But like Nikki said, she still comes out on top because she's scrappy. And she's got she Nani has the heart for it that I think some of these girls don't have. I think it reminded me a lot of didn't didn't Jasmine and Teresa do a hall brawl? No, they they went up against each other at some point. No, no, it was so Jasmine faced Sam in a hall brawl and got pretty thoroughly beat. And that's the only scenario uh, like I that. Don't, I don't know why I, I made that up in my head. Uh, it's a big scenario. <laughs> yeah, N- yeah. N- Nani is like to me is just one of those underrated players where she never gets to face people like Amber M or Amber B in physical stuff like this. She always faces like really good people. So you don't really get to see Nani just stomp someone out like she probably could. It just, that's part of the game because she could rack up a lot of eliminations going up against these weaker players, but that just never happens for Nani because her social game gets her to the end and then she has to face good people. I feel like Nani could have spoken up and been like, Gabby, Devin, put me in. I'll throw you a bone. Like pull the whole big brother card where they're like, I got you. Just throw me in. Let me take her out. I would, t- I totally agree. I don't know if they would have obliged, but it would have been a smart move. I will say it's a testament to how just lackluster the elimination was that we're dissecting how Nani would have done. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe if we could have had somebody else, maybe we would have enjoyed it. Like, ooh, but. I'm thinking of two people that aren't even on the show. I'm like, yeah. Teresa and Jasmine, could you imagine? <laughs> maybe anything better than the two Ambers. I will say I love during the elimination, they did the cutaway to Nam. He's like, I'm rooting for Amber. And then he's so really big. You can like, tell he thought he was real clever. I was real proud of him. Yeah, I was proud of him too because it took me a second. Maybe I'm, you know, anyways. But I was like, oh, I get it. That was really funny, actually. In my head, I started making up that like Nam and Amber B had hooked up or something. I right. Was like, oh yeah. Wait. Nope. He's just making a joke. <laughs> making a dad joke. A German dad joke. That's what he's doing. Exactly. It was just this elimination was just so funny. I mean, you think of the Nelson and Fessy one where you come out of it like you're so impressed by how Nelson, like, you know, carried himself and fought. And at the end of the day, you're like, well, yeah, but Fessy's just big and strong and fast. And who could beat him in that? This one, it's like, I think less of both competitors now. <laughs> like, I walked away from an elimination thinking 
let, like, it wasn't as bad as Josh versus Michi, where the whole crowd was laughing at them, but it was just a little, it was just a, like a tier above it. Yeah, it was, it was not great. And I do think, I think less of Amber, I don't think less of Amber Am, I feel the same about her. Like I said earlier, she should have not volunteered. She should have just wrote it out and got eliminated close to the final. Amber B, though, I'm really trying, as I said last week, to like her better. But she didn't do that for me. Like, yes, she won, and I'm happy for her. Like, I think it's cool to see a rookie win an elimination. But, like, she didn't do it dominantly. Like, put her up against anybody else. I'm not sure she comes out with that win. Amber B is like – Go for it. Go ahead. Oh. No, I say Amber B. She, you know who she kind of reminds me of? Like, a real throwback? Mandy. Because, like, Mandy was someone who, like – Nobody thought Mandy was, like, in the bottom tier of players, but she definitely wasn't in, like, even the middle tier. Like, she was just, she was competent in the challenges. Like, she wasn't going to lose to Jasmine in a hall brawl. And that's, like, this was, like, Amber B versus Amber M was kind of like a Mandy versus Jasmine hall brawl elimination in a way. I feel like we we would never see uh, Amber B get punched by Jen. (laughs) That's true. Because she's yeah. like, let's be nice to one another. Yeah. I don't I don't know why you're yelling at me. And Jen would just be like all barky dog. I also think that Amber B maybe went a little bit easier on Amber M. Because I feel like this whole it was like a it felt I like hope. a one sided B <laughs> Yeah. And if I was Amber, I like Amber M, I'd be like, Gabby, you're my friend. Please don't send down this girl that is an Amazon in compar- like comparison to me, especially when you can see that this is a very physical thing. Even yeah. then, though, like, I wasn't 100% that, like, like Amber M was going to get that thoroughly, like, beaten. And even, it's just, I, Amber B still dropped her own ball at one point, too. And that was just, like, not a good look. I thought that was Amber M that dropped it. They both dropped their balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. And as we're talking about this, my brain is getting so convoluted. I pray if I ever get on the TV, which I'm not trying to, so, like, it's not going to happen. But I hope there's not another Luke because I'd hate to be the Luke M versus the Luke B. And I'm curious, next week when we just have one Amber, do we go back to calling her just Amber? No, I'm pretty sure she's stuck with the name Amber B forever now. Yeah, that's my- going to be her. <laughs> My all-time favorite, like, not my, not my favorite moment, but, like, there's a low-key moment in Dirty 30 where Dario is talking about his relationship with Ashley Kelsey, and he calls her Ashley K, and Ashley Evans isn't even on the season anymore. But imagine oh. loving someone so much that you have to call your girlfriend Ashley K. Well, hey, maybe, maybe I... Go on. Maybe that was her thing. He just, you know... After, you know, I don't know. He was just like, Ashley K, I love you. That's what I've known you by. So Ashley K it is. And she was just like, okay. <laughs> I have two ex-boyfriends with the same first name. And so I have to refer to them by their, like, full names. <laughs> that is always, always an interesting thing to say. By the way, I've dated some of the exact same name as you. So I will, I'll, how about I call you by your last name? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're friends, too, so, like, they, they get it. Yeah, they have similar tastes. I was yeah. very worried. I did, I so I auditioned for Big Brother Canada 9. Um, yeah. I did not make it. My Alan has seen my audition tape. It was amazing, in my opinion. Um, very well done. I, I had it professionally edited. Um, 
I I did worry like when I was filming, I was like, what if there's another Nikki mm-hmm. who uses her real name? Oh no, I can't I can't do this. But I think that they're doing like an all stars type thing because I didn't get a call and that doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly, exactly. And my ego. I think with the Ambers, like even if they had interesting last names, I could go by last names, but you can't say Martinez because we have other Martinez's on the show, and we're certainly not going to say Hey Borzotra. It's not happening. I wasn't even sure how to pronounce it until you just said that. So. Well, I hope that I'm right, but I think back to like Heather Cook, you know, Cook. We can call her Cook. That makes sense. Yeah, you Ryan know. Knight. That's Knight. Yeah, yeah. There were two Ryan K's in Challenge History. (laughs) True. Very different people. (laughs) And so what do you guys crave this elimination portion? Because remember, we had an elimination tonight that was terrible. Um, I, I will give it a solid, I'm, I'm shooting this high, so y'all might be shocked, a solid one. Whoa. It was not good. It was not good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, like a, a, a three? I just really liked seeing, I don't, I just liked watching Amber B like really shove Amber M. I think like, I felt like Darrell was probably like, what are you doing? Play! And she was like, oh, okay. Schoolyard right. chef. But Alan, what are your thoughts? I, I think I'm giving it a three as well. Honestly, I, I couldn't, I don't know what I would need to do to give something a zero or a one for an elimination. Like, maybe a racial slur would have to be said after the fact, or during the elimination. Like, that would be, like, a zero for me. Because <laughs> of, like, I don't know, I, I kind of think of it as, like, a teacher, and, like, if you give a kid a 30%, that's, like, really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's happened. Not just, not a good hall brawl. But I'm sure Amber B. and Nelson are hall brawling at each other right now. Ooh. Ooh. Meeting in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you guys give? So, for overall episode grade, I'm going to give this like a seven and a half out of ten. I, I, you know, I do think the first sixteen minutes of this episode were really strong, and then it fell flat at the end. Uh, had it like kept up that pace, it would have been one of the best episodes of the season. But it just, it obviously didn't have a good elimination to end it off. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a six. Um, that's and I think that's just based on the drama. And I liked that I did like I liked the concept of the daily challenge at first, and then it was just boring watching them like dig up other people. I'm like, oh, I've got yours. Come come get come take money from me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six as well. And. That's even without my bias of not really liking Devin. I can't deny that he's 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 doing what he needs to do this season. He's providing entertainment, but it it fell flat. Even for me, before they started voting, I was like, okay, well, let's get to it. But six, that's still solid enough. And that is our podcast episode for you. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. And our website at Caffeine Confessionals or CaffeineConfessionals.com. Follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. On Instagram with the same at her website, TheNikkiSin.com. You can't follow Luke on Twitter right now because he's currently <laughs> going through some account changes. He may have a new one soon. <laughs> so they got me. They got me. Check in next week and you might have a new Twitter account from Luke. 
Follow me on Twitter at the Alnagiri, uh, on Instagram as well. Um, YouTube, of course, Caffeine Confessionals, medium at the medium.alnagiri.com. Have a great day in general.